Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of the Prep Files podcast. You are joined by your hosts, Amy and Tyrone. On today's episode, we thought we'd run through one of our listener questions that we got sent via Instagram. I think it's a great question. It's very relevant to all competitors going into season B at the moment. And it is how to determine the perfect carb load and pump up meal before hitting the stage. It is a big question and we will unpack it bit by bit. I think the best place to start really is what is a carb up? What is a carb up? That's that's a big question. And um, I'm still going to the fact that we're at episode four already. Um, and I'm still getting over the fact that someone has thrown us such a loaded question straight off the bat, which is a great question um, and so relevant. And I feel like maybe this person is... Uh, is is probably competing in season B um, and either looking to assess what their coach has given them or either coaching themselves to stage, which if you're coaching yourself to stage, mate. Good luck. Kudos to you. Yeah, good luck, mate. Kudos to you. You've, you've got more accountability and discipline than I do. But, I mean, how did it determine the perfect carb load? What is the perfect carb load? What are we carb loading? How are we carb loading? Everything carb load. It's a pretty big one. Like I, I, I am a carb load. <laughs> we're full of carbs right now. <laughs> I am. I want to refeed this week. I'm so happy. Well, when going into a carb up, you got to think. I suppose what what are you using a carb up for? So ideally, it is to peak an athlete, right? It's to get them in the best condition that they have ever been in. Well, that's 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 it. It's to bring them to the ultimate and most peak conditioning, physical conditioning that that they've been in, um, and bring the body to you know. I mean, how many times are you going to say peak? It's going to, and, and this is probably going to be the word of the day, apart from carbs, is going to be peak. And the carb load is there to peak the athlete, bring them to the most optimal physical condition and to give them the most competitive looking physique that within the rules of the category they're in. Wow, that was really that was good. That's great. You've got to think about it as well, though. Like the carb up is really that extra 1%, if that. All the hard work is done prior and this carb up, like if you're not in shape and you're not in condition, this carb up isn't going to transform your physique and make you a different body. It's really just to add that extra 1%. 100%. That is so, so correct. And the thing is, there is no point doing a carb up or a peak week or a carb load or any sort of manipulation of carbohydrates to peak your physique if you're not lean enough because at the end of the day, if you're not lean enough, you're not going to peak because and, – and this is where it's going to fall into, um, you know, us talking about how a carb load is relevant to certain categories. Um, for instance, the difference between a figure and a fitness uh, model or you know, bodybuilding. I, I, think, I think it's – sorry, I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. I think it's more going to be from a female perspective on where – carb loading and peak weaking are going to be dependent because obviously you've got, let's say, figure and fitness, which is going to be the most conditioned. And then you've got something like bikini, which... We're talking natural too. Yeah, but it's going to be just interesting to see what bikini looks like in six weeks at season B. I'm, I'm actually really excited for this because season A this year, bikini was a whole new level of conditioning for bikini um, and we look at season B last year, it was a bit more on that softer look where a bit more traditional bikini, not IFBB bikini. So 
it's and and that's two kettles, two different kettles of fish altogether, right? I mean, if 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 it's a soft if it's a soft look, then that's going to determine it's going to be a different carb load and different peak week too. If it's a more um, shredded IFBB bikini, I think the caliber of athletes in bikini has just come so far since I've competed last year. As you said, going for a softer look to now, I think the approach that we took for our comp is something that I probably would do quite well in now compared to when I did my season last year. So it is changing and I think it's evolving and the competitor and the caliber of athletes that are coming through the door now is just so much higher. And I think it's fair to say that, as you said, it depends on what category you do, depending on what carb up you're given and depending on how ready you are as well. As we said, if you're not ready, then a carb up really isn't going to give you a whole lot to your physique. Yeah, that's that. That's right. And the carb up, if if you're not lean enough, if you're not ready, the carb up's not going to change anything. And that's that's just really comes down to either not being prepared enough, or not working hard enough, or I mean, just being adherent enough. There's a number of factors that that's going to come into that. But let's talk about so obviously the role of the carb load we said is to get somebody in peak performance and peak condition. What would you say, Amy, is the role of the carbohydrates? Let's just assume that everything is peachy, everything is rosy. Um, somebody's ready. They're depleted as fuck. They're dicks in lean. And a skeleton. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got that. They got that diet face. The jaws sucked right into each other. And everyone's like, "Are you sick or are you okay?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a little bit gray. Don't you should not be gray, everybody. If you are gray a week out, you've got an issue. But what would you say is the role of siphoning or increasing or just carb loading or using carbohydrates throughout that peak week? What are we trying to achieve? Yeah, so we're trying to achieve the fullness of the muscle is really the goal here. So you're taking someone from a dieted state that's been dieting for, you know, 30, 20 to 30 weeks, and now you're trying to make them almost look alive and look as good as they can. So the role of the carb up essentially is to increase carbohydrates to really push that extra glycogen into the muscle and give that like that round belly, that fullness look. And then depending on what category you're in, whether it's bikini, fitness or figure, obviously each category is going to want that extra muscle mass and that fuller look. So bikini, for example, you're not going to carb load someone in a bikini comp compared to loading someone for a figure. So obviously figure is a lot leaner and a lot stripped down and we want to fill out that muscle, whereas bikini we're a little bit softer, so you're not quite as lean, so you don't need to fill your physique out as much. Now, again, it does depend also whether you're ready or not. So if you're already full, there's no point in topping up your muscle glycogen levels because you're already full. You're not depleted. There's nothing to fill out. Um, I think it really does depend, again, on what category and what condition you're in. But basically, we want to feel like that muscle. We want to get you popping. And that's the thing as well. It's very much a case of having to top up glycogen levels via carbohydrates to somebody who is already in a depleted state. And now you have to be in that depleted state in order to top them up. Now, you have to also be lean enough and that's going to determine on so like if you're bikini you're not going to be lean as lean as like the fitness competitor so therefore you're not going to you're basically not going to warrant and earn enough carbohydrates 
as somebody who's in lean areas. That's just how it goes. The leaner you are, the more carbohydrates you are going to deserve, have, want, not want, but need. Everybody wants carbs, but the more carbs you're going to need um, in order to bring your physique to the best possible state. Um, and that's, I think, the, the important thing on this as well is, is I think we need to include the caveat of it's not just carbs during that week as well. You need to look at sodium and potassium, overall electrolyte balance, one, for instance, but also, you know, the, the amount of sodium because, you know, where carbs, where sodium goes, water and carbohydrates, water follows, water right? Follows. Which is what's going to give you that full, that full look. It's not just the carbohydrates. It's not just the glycogen. It's the glycogen plus the water that takes into the muscle. And this is why it's important to, you know, if you're having creatine, you want to keep creatine in for that peak week, for that whole time. Peak week isn't a, it's not a time to get fancy. Peak week really is the basics done well. Like we're not adding in foods that we've never eaten before. We're not going out the night before and having, you know, a Macca's meal just to, you know, load yourself up with carbs and sodium and fats and all the above. So it's really, it's really simple. Like there's nothing fancy that needs to be done. We don't need to load someone because you're more likely to go wrong than go right. If you do something that you've never done, the chances of it going wrong are so high. And if you've worked 20 to 30 weeks to get where you are, to blow it all in one night, is that extra 1% really worth it? 100%. That, that's what I think leads us into, you know, I think food food choices um, around a peak week is going to be it's it's critical and you're going to want those food choices that are that are you know low volume um you know high gi and and don't you're not bringing in new foods now when we say new foods it's going to be a little bit different in the terms of you may have spent the last 10 12 15 weeks on let's say spud light or pumpkin but previously you were probably when your food was a bit higher you probably had things like white rice white potato, sweet potato, and that's where you want to sort of go back and look at it and go, okay, what was your body able to handle then? What was your gut able to, ha- able to handle then? Because it's a pretty good chance it's going to be able to handle it now. The difference is being is that you don't want to load somebody up with, let's say, too much white potato oil today because then you're just going to get, you're just going to get too much distension through the gut because of the high amount of volume. You sort of think of it as like whatever foods that your body can tolerate, it's going to be different for everyone. I know myself, I can't tolerate white rice. So during my peak week, white rice was off the cards. It was like, no, 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 don't go. I look like I'm pregnant when I have it. So we used foods that I had been consuming prior. Um, Brown rice suit well with me. Sweet potato was fine. White potato, um, rice cake. So you really need to. Black black rice cakes were your absolute friend. I know, random, super random. So random. I don't even know how we found them. But that's the thing. It is very person dependent. And you just, the really the main goal here is you don't want to introduce something that you haven't had in months on end. Because if we go into your peak week and all of a sudden, you know, you haven't had any gluten or anything for, you know, six weeks. And then all of a sudden we go, okay, let's get some cereal into you. And we load up that gluten and all of a sudden now your body has reacted to that. It's going to take it a lot longer to come back down. And then again, it goes back to you've just almost ruined that extra 1% because you wanted to load your carbs in. 
Correct. And you wanted to do it through something that was yummy and tasty like everybody else did or donuts or whatever else. And then, you know, you've just suffered a, you either got gut distension because you, you know, you've just ruined your gut. And then most likely followed by that, if you are intolerant or you can't break that food down now compared to before, you're probably just going to have that watery look just from a, a whole bat of inflammation. And you're probably not going to the bathroom. Well, that too, which is then going to make things worse, which is then going to make, like, you've just unraveled a whole host of, you've opened up Pandora's box of basically shit that can go wrong on peak week when really it shouldn't. And that's, and that's where the art of coaching comes in, in, in it as well. You need to know and dabble with your client onto what carbohydrates they can handle. And this is where it goes back to, it also comes down to, you want to be ready earlier rather than later. You don't want to be pushing right to the very end and taking guesses. And then you're having to take pot shots and guesses in peak week on what your body can handle. And this is where it's like, for instance, you know, my current competitor for season B, I just gave it, we're six weeks out now and things are really starting to, for the first for the first time in this, pretty much this whole prep, um, we've been really lucky. Things are really starting to slow down now, which is, I feel like this last six week period is probably, you know, between that six to 10 week period is where things are going to start to really slow. You're going to have to start to grind. Fatigue kicks a little in. Bit. Fatigue kicks in. So we brought in three high days. And I said to her straight off the bat, she's been on yeah, the old spud light for a bit, a um, bit of pumpkin. She has had, I've managed to keep in a slice of a gluten-free toast in the morning, so, you know, living the dream. But I said white rice. I said, let's try white rice for you three days. Um, and, and this was a little test. This was one to get her carbs up um, and get her psychologically feeling better, but also phys- from a physiological point of view, we brought it back up to baseline for three days. So it's going to get her moving. And then she's just starting to get a bit sluggish. Training session was just getting a little bit meh, like a little bit, everything's getting a little bit heavy. Going through that, the motions. Yeah, yeah. And and like there's going through the motions because you've been dieting and then there's going, you know what? You just need three days. We just need to just bring that back up and you're just gonna like let's get a let's get some get get some food into you. Let's get some glycogen back into those muscles. You're gonna deplete it within three days anyways. You're gonna go back to the deficit. You're gonna train, it's gonna it's gone, right? But it's going to re-kickstart your knee and that movement and just get you pushing a bit harder in the gym. And so we used white rice throughout those three days. And it was like, it was basically, how'd you feel? How was the gut? Yep, great. And it was just like, my delts pretty much doubled in size during that workout. I'm like, yes. White rice, Winner. tick. Refeed, tick. Yes. Yes. Food, white, love it. Food, tick. Energy levels, tick. Weight, down. Yes. Anyways. Yeah, so, win. But, but that's where as well, you know, you want to use either high days to test that out, you know, those foods that they haven't had for a while, or you want to be, have a, you want to be ready for at least four weeks early and, and have a practice peak week. Yeah. I think that leads into pretty much the next part of this. And that is the importance of doing a practice prior to your peak week before the show. Really, you want to be ready, I'd say about four weeks out. Give yourself a practice peak week, and this is the chance to make all the mistakes. It's a chance to, you know, dabble in those foods, making sure that they do actually work for your body, potentially overfill out your body and see what it looks like when you look watery and you've gone too far with your carbs. This practice peak week is so, I feel like we don't, we never used to do it, but the importance of it now is just so much higher. Mm. And I think, that practice peak week falls into really answering the question of determining how 
much of a carb load to do for your peak week and use the practice one to basically stuff it up. Yeah. To spill much. over. Um, and and the two key factors I think you want to look at is for that for that peak week is one the look. How many, it's all about the well, look. Well, one the look, but also two, you know, how many carbohydrates have you been able to handle reasonably without and then when I say reasonably, I mean like there's no point me saying like, you've never been up to 500 grams of carbohydrate today. On on average, the body can handle, can store within about 500 grams of carbs a day, right? Or store or take in, et cetera. You, on the other hand, have never been able to handle that, right? I don't think we've ever got, I think we got about 400. So we got pretty close. Yeah. That was way, way back. There is no point me putting your top end range at about 500 grams because that's what the studies say and that's what literature says, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what I like to do is I like to go, okay, what's the top 400? Okay, you've been dieting for a while, probably not going to be able to handle much food. We need to increase it on a most likely in a linear basis because shoving 400 grams of carbohydrates into somebody's digestive system when they've been at half or yeah, 200. 100, 200, half or a third of that intake for an extended period of time, it's just going to cause GI distress and distension and bowel movement issues and a whole host of issues. And so it should. Like it's an extra probably what kilo of food and you expect your body that hasn't digested that for seven months to all of a sudden utilize it and know what to do with it. But but it's not even a kilo of food on one day. Like some people are doing this for one, two, three, four days. You know, of course you're going to get that bloated look and you're going to look like you're a food baby. So this is where I think falling into, we look at it and go, okay, your top was 400. Um, we did a practice peak week for you the first, we did it, I think every time. We, we did, did one every time. I think I entered my cut at around about 120, 130 grams of carbs. And we literally worked mine up over about three or four days to my top end that I had reached. I think the first time you spilled at 250, I think you spilled at 250 we took you up. We, I think I gauged you at 300. I was like, okay, we're going to go with 300 grams. We got to 250. You spilled. And that was for the winter show. And the second time around we did it, I was a lot leaner. So I could yeah. actually tolerate a lot more cups. The second time you were a lot leaner. Correct. And I think I think at the end of the day, and this is where I think we worked out. I think that day on comp day, you got to like 450. It was a lot. It was quite high. If I'm, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. We were chasing because you were just releasing a whole heap of weight as we got closer. I think everyone's different. Again, it does, as we said, it depends on what category you're doing and how ready you are. But generally speaking, we like to take it from where you've been to the highest point that you've ever intaked. As you said, there's no point in going into uncharted borders and just seeing what happens on the week prior to your show. If you are going to do this and see how much your body can tolerate it, do it four weeks prior Give yourself time to reset if you need to, if you do spill. And ideally, you're ready four weeks out. So it should be no harm done to your physique. Give it a couple of days, get into the gym, train like a beast, strip away those carbs, and you should be back to a blank canvas. And look, for me, on just on a personal level, I always leave a day in between my the highest day and show day. And that's literally because... If- just in case. Let's say 
just in case. I, I I like a just in case, and I'm pretty. I know you do too. You like a just in case. I would rather spill on a Thursday for the show on Saturday, or let's say spill on a Friday. Calculations went wrong. Something happened. Something you know, whatever happens. Yeah, shit happens. Right? If shit can happen. Let's say we spill on the Friday. We've got Saturday. You can strip it back. You can you can pull the food back a little more. You can get an extra workout in. You can do some more steps, and then you're ready to go again on Sunday. And that's just a personal preference. Some people like to go all the way and just backload it in. The way I know, and I know you and I do it very similar, where we look at it and go, okay, we allow, let's say, shows on Sunday. Saturday is basically a low day because we have that back off day in case we spill over. And then Friday, Thursday, Friday, we'd both basically we'd look at being our highest days. Now, this is generally based on, let's we'll say males and figure and fitness. Females, yeah. Fitness and figure females and all men's categories because all men's categories basically need to be shredded to the bone. You need shredded goods. You need straighter goods. So unfortunately, men don't have the luxury of picking and choosing how lean you want to be. you just got to be shredded. Just how big you are depends on what category. That's right. Your categories depend on size. It's all that size from smallest to largest. So you and I would go uh, as – and also we work very closely together and I coach you, so whatever – we know we know that that's we, we work the same and we yeah. brainstorm with each other. So Thursday, Friday would be the highest days, and we would calculate that off. Go, okay, what's the highest you've ever been? And I like to ask questions like, what's the highest you've had, you've been where you've gotten a good pump? We feel good in the gym. Yeah, because you can go to you can have gone you could have been going higher than that, and being feel like absolute shit. And I tell you, like I've been at five hundred. 500 grams of carbs in two respects where I've been at 500 grams of carbs and been doing, you know, straight sets, three minutes rest and whatever else. And I feel like absolute ass. And I've done, you know, higher volume, obviously where I'm burning a lot more glycogen, um, but I feel a lot better. And I comfortably sit at the moment around three, that's let's say 350 and feel really good. So I would put 350 for me, for example, as my top end. I go, okay, Thursday, Friday, you're going to have probably 350 each day. And then Wednesday might be 275. Tuesday might be, let's say I'm dieting from 150. Yeah, you want to slowly, gradually increase those carbs because you want to give the body a chance to be able to, one, absorb it, and two, utilize it. So there's no point in giving the body a whole host of carbs all at once your body's not going to know what to do with it it hasn't had to for the last six months so there's you're better off gradually doing it and how we determine how many carbs we give them every day it really also depends on the look so every morning of peak week whether it's a practice whether it's the real thing we get photos as they wake up we get photos after training we ask things how did you feel how did the pump did you get a pump were you able to? Did you train well? Um, how's the gut feeling? Are you feeling bloated? Are you feeling watery? So a lot of it's not just based on, oh, this is your number of carbs and that's it. It's like we are on, like that week of comp, we are glued to our phones, seeing check-in photos, making sure everyone's on track, making sure everyone's feeling good. We are ideally, we're pretty much along with you the whole way. And if something doesn't go right or we have to, you know, increase, pull back, it's done on a daily basis. It's not just here's your plan, go away and I'll see you show day. It's monitored every single day. 
you took it right out of my mouth and it was like all I was literally going to say is that above everything that if by increasing carbs on a linear basis throughout the week you can stop like you go whoop whoop okay like because the idea is you want to find the look once you found the look right you just got to hold and holding it doesn't mean hitting those top end those top end carbs over and over because you can only top up glycogen so far this is not a never-ending jar that just you can keep pouring water into and carbs into. That thing is going to spill. So, and that's I think that's the important thing as well. You know, you can stop, and that's what I think having a linear, more linear approach is going to be. It, it does have its benefits. So, and I mean, when we're looking at on a general perspective, let's go with what food choices would be most ideal. In which categories it would really warrant carb or, or you know what sort of peak we okay so warrant. i think we can sort of touch on both i think in terms of food choices as we said before you want to keep it low volume generally high carb and low fiber so you will probably see a lot of especially on the day on the show day pretty much every person backstage is downing rice cakes honey I need to buy I need to buy stocks around in, in like sunrise rice cake companies around we should be sponsored at this point yeah yeah I want to see because market sales just go through the roof and then they drop off at the end of the year Anyways. yeah that's probably the most common I'd say rice cakes and honey cereal and jam. you might say jam um, maple syrup anything that's really simple carbs that can be easily digest without having a whole kilo of food in your gut and that's why you see a lot of people with the rice cakes and honey because one, not only does it taste good, but it's also easy to get in and it's easy to digest. So if you said to someone, hey, we need to increase your carbs, what do you give them? You know, a couple of tablespoons of honey or do you give them a whole kilo of potatoes? Look, if you're going to jump on stage, I know what one I'm going to give my competitor. I don't want them looking like they've got a food baby on stage. So I'm going to go for the most simple carbs possible so most bang for your buck really at the end of the day and if you want to go into i suppose categories where we would use a carb up pretty much all categories as we said bikini hit and miss this is natural of course we are talking about here so more like your icn your a and b your nba um ifbb a whole different kettle of fish you've got enhancements there but it's basically every category but bikini Maybe swimsuit as well. Yeah, yeah, depending on look, but I, I'd I'd put swimsuit in with bikini, in that sort of sense. But I think I think you're right. I think you would look at let's say bikini as, you know, let's say your peak week would be end up being a couple of high days. Same sort of thing. I would I would, I still have a back off day, anyways, um, just in case because I'm I'm a bit of a worry when it comes to that. Lead on the side of caution. Yeah, that's it, right? I think then I think fitness and figure, you're going to pretty much warrant a full peak week and then both all male. I think sport, you're going to be a bit in between, a bit hit and miss, female sport. And that's just going to be whether you're coming in as a fitness competitor, also doing sport, or whether you're coming in as a bikini competitor. It's just going to depend how lean you are and what sort of look you're going for. I mean, sport, you're not really wanting that overall hard, shredded look. It, it's a little bit softer than fitness, but a little bit harder than bikini. Perfect in between. Yeah, it's it's meant to be the perfect in between, and yeah, for all men, I, I basically all men, you need to be lean enough to be able to warrant a full peak week of carbs, um, basically in order to to warrant getting on stage, in my opinion. And I think the last thing we probably should touch on just is just before 
I suppose the other part of the question was the pump up meal before hitting the stage. So how do you carb someone up on the day for a show? And I think the biggest takeaway is show day isn't a day to shovel in carbs. Show day is a day to top up if it needs to be topped up. So our competitors in the morning, they're not downing kilos of food, trying to pump themselves up on the day. All the hard work is done the week prior. Show day is purely just a wake up, satisfy yourself, top up if you need the extra carbs, but we're not shoveling in carbs, trying to get that look hours before we hit the stage. Correct. It's exactly like saying you, the, the, the work is done previously. The work, you know, you've done all the work, you've topped up the glycogen stores before show day and show days in order to just shuttle those around again, top up a little bit more if needed, shove in a bit more extra sodium to really shuttle those carbohydrates and you know the, all that water into the muscle so you get optimal peak contraction. You should be lean, uh, lean enough before peak week in order enough to in order to warrant a peak week and and able to load those carbs. But I just wanted to quickly touch back on what you said uh, in you know carbohydrate sources and the reason why as well we need to this is a little tip for everyone is the reason a lot of the time why we use honey and maple syrup and jams is because it is a sucrose blend um, version so for a blend so it is a blend of glucose and fructose together and that is does shuttle and become a lot more is a lot easier to digest than glucose on its own or fructose on its own so it is a little bit it is best it is a better source of sugar and carbohydrate faster absorbing gets into the system better faster absorbing for a pump yeah yeah so i just thought i'd touch on that in in regards to why we do choose a lot of those foods around that um but yeah same thing like like you said um peak week um i digress peak peak show day should be easy because one, you just got to work backwards from stage time and two, you know, not shuttling too much carbs, but you want to shuttle in the opt- you know, the ideal amount of carbs just to top up what you've already done, what you've already done those three, four, five days prior, those 30 weeks prior. It's just a top up. And that's, that's all it is. It's just to really shuttle those carbohydrates where it needs to be and all that water where it needs to be. So, and that's, that's the idea of show day. It's not, like you said, it's not, shoving in you know a kilo of potatoes or 64 rice cakes in the morning every hour on the hour it's if we look at most of our competitors they're probably hungry on the day and that's normal because you don't need to be shoveling that much in i think the only one that probably the only one that i haven't had is probably isn't hungry is probably you well to be fair because we were just chasing chasing that's the most food i've eaten in a long time but at that point as well no matter how many calories you're eating you're going to be hungry at that point. Your body is in starvation. It is craving and wanting food. So no matter, just because, you know, someone else next to you had a peak week of, oh my God, I got up to 500 grams of carbs and you're sitting there and you only got to 200 grams of carbs. I guarantee you, you're both just as hungry as each other. Whether that person's had more food than you or not, it doesn't matter at this point. You are hungry. You are starving. So your body is going to want and need more food. The food is there for the look. It's not there for the satisfaction. It's not there to make you feel full. It's there to make you look good. Exactly. I reckon that answers the question pretty much roundabout without giving formulas and numbers and et cetera, et cetera, which I think we could probably end up doing on another show. I mean, whoever this was that sent the question in, if you feel like you want a little bit more 
depth and you want ratios and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to be person dependent. We can only give very vague, generalized answers. Um, but I hope this helped and I hope this did answer your question. If this is you and you want specifics, do definitely reach out to us. Or if you are a current competitor and you do have questions regarding peak weeks and carb ups with the season B approaching, head to our Instagram. We have a question box there. You don't have to have your name on it. It's anonymous. Send it through to us and we'll go through it in upcoming episodes. So I suppose you, where can you find you on Instagram? Me, you can find me at coach underscore Felino. That's F-O-L-I-N-O. If you notice, Amy didn't actually try and say my last name this week. Um, just I didn't just, bother. Didn't bother. Just in fear of like, I, I could see it was like, yeah, anyway. Coach underscore Felino, or you do find me down at Enterprise Fitness, uh, where I do spend the majority of my day, 381 Swan Street, Richmond, Victoria, Australia. Amy, where can everybody find you on the gram? So you can find me on Instagram at Amy Dorrell. You can also find us at the Prep Files podcast on Instagram. We will link it below. If you have any questions, send them our way or you want to DM us privately, head to the Instagram. It's the best place to find us. As well, seeing as season B is fast approaching, we are six weeks away. Do look out for us. Uh, we will be at the majority of the shows this this coming up season. So if you do see us at the, at the shows, Come say hello. Uh, you'll see us in our enterprise gear. Come up, say hi. Give us a wave. Tell us in this podcast. And everybody, you'll hear from us in two weeks. Bye-bye.